there. Welcome to You're Doing Fine, Oklahoma, where we explore mysteries, hauntings, and family secrets from the great state of Oklahoma and beyond. I'm Shy. And I'm Shanna. We're wannabe mystery solvers and cousins that love to hash out our favorite whodunits during family time. Our husbands are afraid of us, as As they they should be. be. Oklahoma, where the wind comes sweeping in the plains. Actually, there's been no wind lately, and it's been fucking weird, right? It's so weird. (laughs) Like, we should be blown halfway across the state by now. I know, I was expecting it to be really cold, because I thought there was going to be a wind. It hasn't been. No, it's been cold and calm. Yeah, it's weird. Which is not like Oklahoma. It's usually cold and windy, and it just cuts right through you. Yep. It's a true story. Okay, speaking of true stories, I have to tell you about this little nine-year-old crime fighter. Oh, dear God, please. So, one of my besties, we're going to call her Lindy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I've mentioned her several times on the show. Yes. Um, She has a nine-year-old daughter. Okay. Who is a precious angel. Mm-hmm. And... So her nine-year-old was riding with her mom. So Lindy's mom was driving and the nine-year-old was uh, in the passenger seat. Got it. They get (gasps) rear-ended. Yeah. Um, And it's fine. They're not hurt or anything. They're they're all right. Uh, But the guy, like, gets out, looks at the damage, and then fucking bolts. (gasps) Yeah. No. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. So... Lindy's mom, who is the fucking nicest person on the planet, I have met her. She's a teacher, and she's just not a teacher that's like, yeah, I'm a teacher because I want summers off or whatever. Not that any teachers are like that. I'm not being a dick. Um, She's been a teacher for f- probably 40 plus years. Oh, wow. She has a teacher's heart. She's just a sweet, sweet woman. Um, And she's like this fucking guy. Like, What are you doing? Yeah. What? Well... Lindy's daughter is like, he has a belt that looks like this. He has these shoes on. He has this um, emblem from a local store on his shirt. He has this kind of car and it has a paper tag on it (gasps) and all this shit. So they like write it down. And um, sorry, bump the mic. Um, (laughs) They write it down. And, of course, they call the cops because they're like, we just got hit and this guy bolted, you know? Mm-hmm. And the cops are like, oh, sorry. Like, sorry about your life. Mm-hmm. So, Lindy is a nice person. She's probably one of the nicest person I've ever, people I've ever known in my life. Um, Real chill. Does not... She doesn't take any shit off anyone, but she would be the first one to laugh it off rather than be like, yeah, you're a fucking dick. Right. You know? This chick was like, oh, hell no, not fucking today. Not my mom paying her full fucking deductible for you being an absolute twat waffle. No, thank you, sir. Right. So she gets her daughter and 
goes to the store that the, the emblem lo- was on his the shirt. The local store. Mm-hmm. Oh, no way. They roll into the parking lot, and they're like, there's the fucking car. They walk inside, and they're like, there the fuck he is. <gasps> so she confronts him and says, hey, um, you hit my mom's car. We don't want anything. We just want you to pay for her deductible. Mm-hmm. Or provide your insurance information. He doesn't have insurance. Spoiler alert. Um, Shocking. Or provide your insurance information. And he's like, uh, uh, no, I didn't. Blah, blah. You know, like totally denying it. Of course. And the daughter's like, I mean, that's the guy. But whatever. <laughs> so they call the cops. And this cop comes out. And he's like, uh, like doing everything he possibly can to not do fucking anything. Lindy's like, I found the guy. He's right here. He he's he's inside that store. He's right fucking there. He has damage on his car. He probably has no insurance because his temp tag's out of date. Like, he's right fucking there. And it's against the law to drive in Oklahoma without insurance. Right. So this guy has the fucking male audacity to say. Well, I don't want him to put a fucking gun in his mouth over this. <gasps> what? And she was like, I-, I don't either, but honestly, that's not my fucking problem. <laughs> that's not my fucking problem at all. What? Yeah. The actual fuck. I don't want. He might be a good person. We don't want to ruin his career <laughs> uh-huh. for-, for raping it. A- uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Are you fucking kidding me? Yep. So, finally, my friend is like, I'm going to need another police officer out here because you're not helping me. Either do it or don't do it, but we are going to fucking sue him mm-hmm. if he doesn't give up his information and if he doesn't pay for the goddamn deductible because he is at fault in this accident and that's the way shit works in the fucking real world. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. Right. So... I'm getting heated because... Yes, you are. Your little face is turning red. I'm so pissed. This story is so fucking messed up. We were having a besties lunch, and she was telling us about it, and we were all like, so what'd you do next? Like, we were like, what the fuck? Just eating our pho and being like, girl, oh, you could have been murdered, first of all. What are you doing? (laughs) Secondly, okay. Anyway, so... The cop goes out there and he calls her back and is like, well, we got him to confess. I got him to confess. Okay. And she was like, cool, that didn't seem hard and Mm -hmm. doesn't feel like he put a gun in his mouth either, but whatever. Anyway, come to find out, he did not get him to confess. His supervisor did. His supervisor did. Yeah. Hilarious. And I was like, what? I was like, are you fucking serious? But the the overarching theme is here is a nine-year-old did the work that this police department did not want to do. Right. A nine-year-old. Right. Found this guy. Right. And was like, that's the guy. Mm-hmm. And that's the car. Now go forth and prosper. I've done your investigation for you. Right. You can go ahead and lock this down and call it a closed case. Yes. Right? Oh, my God. This nine-year-old. How old was the driver? 
Uh, he he was a full he was a grown ass adult. I don't know how old he wasn't a sixteen year old boy. He okay. wasn't. It wasn't any of this that. Was like he was a full ass adult. So he was a grown ass adult, not only fleeing the fleeing a car wreck. Yep. Hit and run. Yep. Also, um, not having insurance. Yep. Also, still having a paper tag that's yeah, expired. He, he hadn't registered his vehicle yet. Like. All of this shit, and then it was just like, <sighs> I was like, first of all, please don't com- go confront criminals anymore. No. Like, I love your energy, but please don't do that. Right. And secondly, your daughter is a fucking badass. Yeah. Because she was not here for it. She's she, like, no, we're, they're not getting she, away with this. She was like, we're, we're not doing this today. I'm trying to spend <laughs> time with my grandma we're not doing this today. Yeah. Yeah. So. Take my quality time away. <laughs> That's probably her love language. It probably is. I see you, boo. I it see you. It probably is. Precious. She's like, fuck this nonsense. So anyway, shout out to my friend Lindy's nine-year-old daughter. <laughs> oh, nine-year-old daughter, you're amazing. Yeah. Future fucking crime-fighting world leader right there. Keep keep that um, keep that up where you're able to. Yeah. He A, B, C, and D for this person. And she showed me a picture of the cop that initially responded. And I was like, oh, I know him. Because we were, like, setting it um, lunch. She pulled up a social media picture of him. She was like, this is the guy that responded. And I was like, oh, I know him. And everybody was like, you know him. And I was like, we all know him. CrossFit is his fucking personality. He probably has nuts hanging from his truck. We all know this fucking guy. We all know this fucking guy. So he's one of the power-hungry ones. Oh, yeah. It's it's a power trip for him. It's not trick. about um, community. And <laughs> uh, no, 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 not at all. No. So anyway, what the actual fuck? I just thought it was a fun story and like, <laughs> holy, she's out hell. there solving crimes. Yeah, she is. Yeah, Keep she it up. Is. Keep it up, girlfriend. <laughs> it's amazing. Okay, well, Shan, do you want to do you want to talk? So. The story I have for this week, mm-hmm. there's no crimes per se okay. involved. Then what are we doing here? I just really, <laughs> just I know, right? <laughs> I have always been intrigued and always wanted to just sit down and do some re- research on the town of Pitcher, Oklahoma. Ooh, same queen, same. So I did. Okay. And I just kind of want to, I want to talk with you about Pitcher, Oklahoma. Tell me about it. And how it's a ghost town today. Tell me about it. We're coming up on the the Halloween season. (sighs) I love spooky season. (laughs) We're in the Halloween season. What the fuck am I saying? I love spooky season. We're in October. Um, So I just kind of was trying to find something to talk about. And I was like, let me take a break. And instead of doing a survived... Because that's your that's your love language. <laughs> yeah. Is a survived. Is a survived. I just want to talk about Pitcher, Oklahoma. Let's do it. And all of its ooh, crazy and ooh, gross history. Okay. So, so yes. yeah. Yeah. I'm very intrigued by this because I've always wanted to go there mm-hmm. in the same way that I want to go to Chernobyl. Yes. Just to experience just it to experience it and not for any like macabre reason but just to like get the feeling 
for it. You know right. what I mean? I don't want right. to explore it. I don't want to dig shit up. I just want to like yeah. I would get the heebie-jeebies, basically. I would highly, highly, highly um, recommend not n- not recommend <laughs> digging anything in pitcher. No. <laughs> so okay, let's discuss. Do it. All right. Um, a ton of information I got from Wikipedia. It's our fave. Duh. I also um, wa- uh, read Quirky Go- Quirky Travel Guy mm. and WideOpenCountry.com. Okay. Um, there's also a 2009 documentary film called Tar Creek that you can watch as well. So. Okay. This is, what's, this is what we're going to use today for our discussion. Pitcher, Oklahoma, it's in Ottawa County, which is far northeast Oklahoma, like north of Miami. Yeah, like the farthest northeast the you can go. Farthest right? northeast. And for anyone not from Oklahoma and you see the spelling M I A M I, it is Miami. Oh, they have a Miami, Oklahoma. No, we don't. <laughs> no, we don't. We have a Miami. <laughs> we have a Miami. Just okay. like. It's Tahlequah, not Taliqua, or or Chickasha. It's Chickasha. Yeah, <laughs> or Visai is not Vichy. Nope, it's Visai. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Oklahoma and our little town names. We love okay. them. We got a hooker. <laughs> we do definitely have a hooker, Oklahoma, and there is a Miss Hooker pageant. There is. We got a slap out. Yeah. All the names, people. Okay, let's focus. <laughs> so. The thing that Pitcher is and was best known for is the lead and zinc mines. Yes. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so it is part of what they called the Tri-State District, which was this Missouri, Kansas, and Oklahoma, that section that contained north, far northeast Oklahoma – you know, that what, – what is it? The southwest part of Missouri. Yeah, south, where all those states kind of meet southeast together. Southeast part of Kansas. They found huge, large amounts of lead and zinc. Like thousands of thousands of acres in this tri-state district, okay? Okay. They would end up producing lead and zinc for over 100 years. Ooh. Uh-huh. Yikes. So it started in Joplin around 1850. Okay. Okay. Then around 19, I think it was like 1920-something, it was discovered that Pitcher, Oklahoma, had a very large amount of these mines. So okay. there's over 70,000 acres of mines in Northeast Oklahoma. Just hanging out. Just that's what they just ripe for the taken. That's where they got all their lead and zinc. Okay. Okay. At the time, this land um, was owned by the Quapaw tribe. Okay. And at some point, the government would come in Duh. and say, Ruin everything. No, hey, we need to lease this land. We need some of this land to mine this lead and zinc. Mm-hmm. And the tribal, the indigenous people were like, okay, cool. Well, 
at some point between 1915 and 1930, mm-hmm. they ended up just buying out all this land. Just basically the government, the government taking it from the Quapaws. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's mm-hmm. on brand for them. Okay. Yep. And so from there, about 1917 to 1947, mm-hmm. Pitcher Mines would produce around $20 billion in ore and more than 50% mm-hmm. of the world's lead and zinc used for both World War I and World War II for bullets would come from the mines near Pitcher. Oh, I was literally thinking, oh, what do you use lead and zinc for? Yes. <laughs> then I was like, oh, derp. Yeah. So they were super proud of this back then, that they were basically, that was their part in these wars against these gross monsters, you know, was, we're given the bullets to take these people out. So it was a big deal for Pitcher. Okay. Okay, very proud people. And in 1920, there was like around 19,000 people. So there, there were people like setting up homesteads oh, yeah. and stuff like that. In it was picture. It was quite a thriving to work at the mine. Uh, yeah, it was a very thriving community. There were two hundred and twenty-seven mills mm-hmm. that were processing around ten million pounds of ore a day. Damn, a day. Damn, picture. Yeah. So. What was happening, though, is to be able to separate the lead in the milling process, mm-hmm. there is a byproduct that comes from this milling process, and it's called CHAT. C-H-A-T. Okay. Okay. okay? It's basically the rejected waste. The shit right? that you don't the want. The shit you don't want. Right? So... They would just start piling up chat around pitcher. Mm-hmm. Okay, so piles. We're talking ten million pounds a day. Yeah, that okay. they produced, but then there's waste. But for then 10 there's million pounds. Uh huh. There's okay. all this waste. They ended up, as of today, right? There are roughly thirty piles. I don't know how long these piles are. Oh, they got to be massive. But some were up to 300 feet high. <gasps> Ew. Yes. Okay. Okay. And they're still there? They are still there. Why, though, if the government owns all that land? We're going to get, get to that. You'll get to that. We're I get apologize. To that. Yep. We're going to get to it. I have okay. a lot of questions. <laughs> yes. So, being that this was a huge, thriving community... That loved their mines and yeah. backed the mines. That was what was making them money, of course. They soon became a playground for the kids of Pitcher. Oh, God. And some of the piles were big enough that the kids could ride their bikes at the time up and down. Mm-hmm. When snow, winter would hit and sled snow, down in they sled down in Yeah. I read one article that said the high school track team would train on them. Ugh, mm-hmm. gross. 
Some put the chat in sand, the chat sand in their kids' sandboxes. Mm-hmm. And then some mixed it with cement for the driveways. Where the fuck is Aaron Brockovich? <laughs> I know, right? Where in the fuck is Aaron Brockovich yeah. on this? Yeah. This was before her time. I mean. Kind of. If it's not really. still there, it's during her time. But that's I think it was. I'm wondering if, what was her, what was Aaron Brockovich's timeline when she did? I mean, 90s. <clears throat> I think this was around this time and they were probably like, we don't need this. <laughs> Anyways, we're going to get to all that. Okay. Okay. Go ahead. But basically, the chats were the gathering spot. Like, everyone, all the teens and kids would go there, mm-hmm. right? Like, that's where they'd go to go parking. Sure. <laughs> Duh. They didn't have a cemetery hill. We had the gravel pits. We had the cemetery. In my time, we had the gravel pits, which probably were about the same thing. Not 100% sure, but. Oh, could have been. We had the cemetery. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. <clears throat> So, also while this community is thriving, the kids, teens, whomever, love to swim in the local creeks Mm -hmm. near the mines. Mm -hmm. And every once in a while, people would come out and they'd be like, oh, my hair's orange now. Or, oh, I have this weird rash. Like, My kid glows in the dark now. What's happening? Um, One woman in an article, her name was Karen Harvey. She lived in Pitcher from 1960 to 2002 and had to have corrective surgery to remove bone growth in her ears. Ew. And she said that she swam in those creeks and her hair would turn red and she'd get a, you know, she thought it was sunburn. Yeah, because think of all the chemicals they're using to like process that stuff out. And then Mm -hmm. it's just going into the water. Right. I mean. So we're going to go into the water part. Gross. Mining ceased in Pitcher Mm -hmm. in 1970, okay? Okay. When the mining ceased, the pumps that kept the mines dry were shut down. Okay. Okay. Now, we're going to go into how that is important. During the mining process, to keep the groundwater from saturating the mines... Mm -hmm. It was pumped out of the mines mm-hmm. and taken care of, you know, like, you know, uh, filtered out. Yeah. Right? So it was taken care of, moved elsewhere. Right. When these were shut down and these pipe, or excuse me, pumps were shut down, the water would then seep back into these mines. Mm-hmm. And then at some point would travel to the surface, forming springs. Mm. And then the springs would at that point contaminate water mm-hmm. downstream, mm-hmm. water near the town, mm-hmm. right? Water levels became contaminated. Yep. Yes. That sounds about right. Mm-hmm. So... Estimates in 1982, so we're talking 12 years later. Okay. St- shut down in 70, 12 years later. The lead and cadmium levels in the under- excuse me, underground aquifers. Okay. So that's our water levels, right? Right. 
were five times the national standard for drinking water. Yeah. Yeah. Right? So they're like, oh, crap. (laughs) We need to fix this. So at that time, the EPA was already taking over the Tar Creek. Tar Mm -hmm. Creek was a big super fund. Yeah. They would kind of include in this Tar Creek also the pitcher mines. Okay. Because it's all in the same area. So. Do you have the definitions for what a super fund site is? I'm so glad you asked. Because <laughs> yes. I've always heard it said, but I don't know what the actual definition yeah. is. Yes. Okay. So we're not only going to give you the definition, I'm going to tell you why it actually started. Why the, the term super fund, how it began. Okay. So in the late 1970s, Toxic waste dumps like Love Canal and Valley of the Drums received national attention when people learned about the risks, the risks, right, mm-hmm. to the environment and human health. Like, yeah, especially if any of that shit seeps into your groundwater, you're fucked. Uh huh. So, in response, Congress established the Comprehensive Environmental Response. Compensation and Liability Act, or CERCLA, in 1980. Okay. Okay. CERCLA is informally called Superfund. Okay. Okay. It allows EPA to clean up contaminated sites. It also forces the parties responsible for the contamination to either clean it up or reimburse the government so the EPA can clean it up. I wonder how they do that, though, if some of those companies are insolvent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, how do you force a company that's now nothing, either doesn't exist mm-hmm. or has been bankrupted or, you know, whatever the reasoning may be? Um, how do you? Yeah. So when there's no one to contact oh. for all this. Good call. Thank yeah. you. The Superfund gives the EPA the funds and authority to clean it up themselves. Okay. 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 Understood. The funds designated for Pitcher Mm -hmm. were specifically to clean the water and cap the mine shafts. Okay. Okay. Because they're like, it's the water. It's the water. We got to get the water cleaned. Yep. However... A decade later, 63% of the children in Pitcher were suffering from lead poisoning. Mm-hmm. Okay. And this was 82? Mm-hmm. So to be clear, lead paint stopped being a thing in 1976. Mm-hmm. So anything that was painted or houses built after 1976 should not have lead paint in them. Right. So the lead was coming directly from their water table. Okay. And or. So what I do want to point out about lead poisoning, while it's still dangerous in in adults, it Mm -hmm. is hazardous to children um, under six years of age. Yeah. Like life-threatening. Yeah. And it can not only um, kill a child – but if if it doesn't, it can cause brain damage, brain damage, um, learning disabilities, just all sorts of things, yeah. right? 
So they're all like, but hold on a second. Superfund has cleaned up our waters. The water's supposed to be drinkable. What the hell is happening? And why are our kids all of a sudden so um, full, of lead. full of lead? They, while the EPA knew that the creek water was bad, mm-hmm. they didn't realize that the Chat Hills also contained huge amounts of lead and toxins. Well, it wasn't the chat like the excess lead that wasn't fit for processing, essentially? I mean, yes. Chat is just lead. It just wasn't a- of the caliber that they wanted it to be to be processed. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. Whew, I'm glad I got that science degree. <sighs> I know. I Aren't you? Shit. So... <laughs> I'm just, I was just like, okay. For Christ's sake. How there's literally 30. They put a Band-Aid on it. Ginormous mounds, 300 feet tall. And you guys were like, this is fine. And it's all the water. It's just the water. Let's not worry about these giant mounds of white. It's fine if your kids keep sledding on that. It's just gravel. It's no big deal. And you know, when that shit gets dry, it's like... Probably getting into your lungs, too. Um, when it was dry and our Oklahoma wind yeah. that we so lovingly talked about a minute ago. That dust over everything. You got dust all over the place. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. you breathing it in. Yep. Okay. Man. <clears throat> in the mid-90s, the EPA um, decided to measure the soil. Okay. To see about this um, chat issue they got. They moved, excuse me, they removed the top like six to 10 inches of soil uh-huh. from different people's yards. Um, this, doing this, just going out and removing school, soil would cost $140 million to do. Yeah, I believe that. Anyway. I mean, it's a government contract, so oh. obviously it's inflated, but like, I, <clears throat> I truly believe that. For the testing and removing soil? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 1,000%. I was just like, okay. <laughs> Can I just get a shovel and just give it to you? You're like, what the fuck? <sighs> anyway. I'll go rent a bobcat for 300 bucks for a weekend. Get this done for you. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not only that, they found out the entire school was built on a toxic chat dump. <laughs> okay, so hang on. <laughs> hang the fuck on. Give me one. Let me <laughs> let me go back because um okay, so they started the water cleanup, and I'm using cleanup in quotation marks. I'm calling it cleanup. Mm-hmm. Um mm-hmm. they started the water cleanup in 82. Mm-hmm. And in the 90s, they were like, oh shit, there's still lead here because of all this excess lead that we didn't realize was lead. lead. Uh-huh. Okay. <clears throat> And people are still living in Pitcher. Yes. People are still like, yeah, we we live here. We have a school here. We're doing things. Uh-huh. And they're just like, oh, well, your kids are all full of lead. It's probably fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah. Just wanted to rehash that for a minute. Yeah. So <laughs> at what, like, nearby schools, nearby communities found out about... <laughs> It's not just the water. Yeah. The sports teams uh, refused to go uh, to pitcher. You fucking think? Mm-hmm. 
I mean, yeah. 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 Why would you put your kids at risk like that? Right. So in 2005, the government started the buyout option for the residents of Pitcher. 2005, Shan. We are 2022. This was six. T- this was just 16 years ago. I didn't realize. 17. I thought when we were kids, Pitcher was a ghost town. It was. It was already a super fun site. Yes, but I thought it was like a fucking ghost town Mm-mm. by then. Nope. Okay. It did, however, like it went from. Of course, people started moving out. They were uh, probably when the mines shut down, people started moving out to go find other employment. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, it went from 20,000 to 1,600, like, when yeah, the Yeah, but there were still, I mean, that's the size of the town we grew up in, and yeah. there were still, you know, that's a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I do want to add here, though, that there was um, a town in Kansas, Treese, Kansas, that was also trying to get the EPA to take a look at their town too because they were having the same issues mm-hmm. but because there was this jurisdictional issue with the ap with the epa um they didn't jump into action with the trees as fast as they did with pitcher so that was a little okay weird. jumping into action like, quickly is like completely relative yeah <laughs> i mean because it doesn't feel that quick right what was the uh the What was the issue? With trees? Mm-hmm. It was the same, like water, um, water poisoning, lead poisoning. Soil, yeah, all soil, that. All okay. that. Um, I, so the initial buyout option, it was an option <laughs> for pitcher, was $55 a square foot mm, in, in 2005. That's, how, that's probably actually pretty fair. Pretty good. Yeah. I do know after watching one of the documentaries, because there's quite a few on YouTube, if you guys want to watch them. Did they not feel it was fair? No, they the did. They There was one woman on there who had just got done building building a home, and they relocated the whole home. Oh, well, that was... Yeah. I mean... Yeah. So, one okay. side, you're like, hey, they're helping out. 55 bucks a square foot is probably reasonable mm-hmm. honestly because mm-hmm. here in oklahoma city during that same time we could build new construction at 70 dollars a square foot yeah so yeah i mean that's probably reasonable it's never reasonable when you're like if you don't leave now your kids are gonna have lead poisoning and right horrible issues right. for the rest of their lives but monetarily that's probably reasonable for that time yeah so so, they a lot of people took it, but some stayed, mm-hmm. and so it went from like sixteen hundred to like ten people. Ooh, mm-hmm. there were still people there. Yeah, what were they doing though? For like, I mean, how do you? I just. Mm. The whole town, Shan, was not evacuated until 2009. Like, they didn't say, okay, this is the final the final yeah, straw. Yeah, like, you have to get the fuck out. Yeah. You don't got to go home, but you got to get the fuck out of here. Right. Yeah. 2006. Wow. 
um, more surveyors would come in, and it was found that nine of the 10 buildings in town were built on top of the mines mm-hmm. and could at any moment collapse in. Like they could be sink- like sinkholes. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I've seen, that has not happened as of yet from the things I've seen. But that's honestly one of my biggest fears is right? a sinkhole. Right. That's <laughs> why so I won't go to Florida. I tell everybody it's because I don't like Florida, but just it's because I don't want to deal with the sinkhole. Well, after you see on the news that a guy's asleep in bed and his whole bedroom is swallowed and he's never seen again. Yeah, I'm not about that life. No. Mm-mm. But yeah, so in 2006, they were like, hey, at any minute, these buildings <laughs> are right on a really unstable area and could go. <laughs> but people stayed. I'm not okay with this. I'm. I just feel like it's that old school mentality where you can't make me leave, like which I respect to a certain extent. But if everything that you're um, living in and on is lead, is just a lead poisoning situation. Right. Yeah, you can make me leave. I'm fine with it. Buy yeah. me out. I'm. Yeah. I'm cool. I think, and too, in this documentary is that. A lot of them were like, I I felt fine. <laughs> I mean, I knew people who were sick, but I felt fine. And I've lived here all my life and nothing's ever happened. That type of mentality. Yeah, but still, yeah. like, come on. But I mean, people would get sick for no reason, like cancer and diseases. And you're like. Because of the lead poisoning. I know, shan't. Like they had the lowest, some of the lowest. Uh, oh God, what are those? State grades. Oh, and yeah, like a health score? No, like a school oh, testing. Oh, okay, I understand what you're saying. Like yeah. the, okay, like the testing report cards? Yes, they had like some of the lowest in the state. Oh, my gosh. Yes. So, okay, in 2008, mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember this, mm. But an EF4 tornado ripped through the middle of Pitcher. Do you remember? Yes, I do remember that. Mm -hmm. I did not know, however, that it killed six people. God, there were still six people there. Uh Uh-huh. Six of the ten that stayed there? Yes. Shit. And it destroyed over 100 homes. Mm -hmm. Like, were some of those homes abandoned? I think so. Oh, okay. At that point, the EPA was like, look, okay. (laughs) Yeah, gots to go. The EPA was like, I'm sorry, guys. We just can't do this anymore. Yeah. And the, the EPA was like, look, we're going to buy you out because you, you can't be here anymore. So did they eminent domain it or what? Yes. Like yeah. they, it's literally no longer considered yeah. a, you can't, a town. You can't live there. Yeah. So the population now at like six people or some crazy shit like that. So like very few people were like, I'm still not leaving. Like, there were still a couple of people there. How do they have – here's my question. Are they on – are they all on, like, well water? They had to Surely they don't have city services and shit like that if there's no one fucking there and it's inhabitable. Mm-hmm. So, it had, surely – It had to have been, like, country living out there. Like, you had your, your – But why would you trust a well? Exactly. Because they came out and capped them. And I do know that they were going out and testing the water. Like all the time. Religiously. Yeah. And the water was cleaned up. But those chat hills. No. They're they're 
Plus, every time They're it rains massive. on top of those chat hills and the water goes down into the water table, you mm-hmm. are re-implanting lead into the water mm-hmm. table again. Right. Like, mm-hmm. that's how it goes. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I need, okay, I need Jesus because I can't with picture Oklahoma. People just didn't want to leave. That was their home. Well, I get it, but at the same time, your home is fucking killing you. Yeah, I'm, like your home is something's going to kill you. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm just going to give you every response, mm. right? Okay. I mean, yeah, something is going to kill me, but if it's my home, I'm not interested in that. Yeah, me either. But some people you just can't. Mm. So, in 2011, the buyout was completed, mm-hmm. and. The federal government decided to sell back the um, massively toxic region known as the Tar Creek Superfund back to the Quapaw Indian tribe. Fuck off. No, not kidding. Yeah. Did they want it? Did they buy it? Oh, no. But there's a caveat here. (laughs) The federal government wanted to retain control of the chat and its profits uh-huh, the minerals mm-hmm. yeah that's yep. that's on brand mm-hmm. so after they removed the sediment they sold chat to paving companies as like a strengthening agent yeah right yeah Mm-mm. so they had to they still gain control of that but you can have this wasteland that we've <laughs> created that is so on brand yeah i can't even say anything else that's so on brand yeah. And then within a few years, though, they would allow the Quapaw to assist in the sales. Which, what the fuck does that mean? What do you, what, you got like, it. they get a piece. They, they get, get a piece, a piece of, of, of the action, just like if you were getting a percentage off of a mineral royalty. Yeah. That's it. 80-20. Bullshit. Yeah, that's what I say. And in 2017, the EPA granted... The Quapaw tribe, four point nine million to help with the cleanup. Of um, the thing. Okay, sirs, ma'ams, who whomever. Four point nine million. It cost one hundred and forty million just to test the soil back in the nineties. Yep. So with infl- inflation, I'm extrapolating that out to be two point three trillion dollars, and four point nine mil is not enough. Sorry. But no. But I'm wondering why the Quapaw tribe bought it back. I don't know. I don't I don't know. Which I'll never I mean I'll probably never understand, but I'm just like, why why buy it back if it's absolutely destroyed? <laughs> absolutely destroyed. I have no idea. <sighs> God. So as I hate a, everything. I know. <laughs> I hate absolutely everything. It's so bad. I know. As of 2014, the government had spent $301 million on teardown and cleanup mm-hmm. and another $170 million projected for digging new wells and setting up water treatment facilities. For what? Uh, to For cleanup. To clean up the water tables. For just pitcher or for the surrounding areas? For pitcher, for the Tar Creek Fund, the Tar Creek Super Fund. So it's that area. But if no one's living there, 
I, I mean, is the is the thought that they will re one day more than likely more than likely. <sighs> I don't know if I could ever trust it. Frankly, yeah, no. no, me neither. Like 100%. if you made me move to Hinkley, California, I'd probably be like, nah, I'm good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm confused. Mm-hmm. And in two, 2008, the EPA had actually <laughs> projected the whole cleanup mm-hmm. of pitcher, that pitcher area, super fund, to last about 30 years <laughs> in 2008. I mean, yeah. so are there people actively working out there that mm-hmm. like, yeah, like environmental scientists and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are out there trying to clean up the water and all that jazz? Yes. Yeah. I respect it. I'm just kind of like, who's moving out there? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, more than likely, they're wanting it, you know, to get it cleaned up where one day, like you said, people will repopulate we'll repopulate out there that area yeah but also what do you i mean uh it doesn't matter i have a lot of questions but it's it's fine they're not pertinent to any of this okay are you sure (laughs) yes it's mostly why (laughs) why it's just their home shan i know but yeah in 2015 the last resident, a 60-year-old pharmacist, would die of a sudden illness. Yeah. Uh-huh. Lead poisoning? Probably. Because a lot of these people would just get ill all of a sudden and just be like, I don't know what's happening. Because the lead has built up in your body. Probably. Yeah. And it's estimated that about 30 million, let me... 30 million cubic yards uh-huh. of chat still remain in pitcher. Why don't they today? get rid of that shit? Right. That's what I'm wondering about. That's And that's what I couldn't, I don't know, couldn't find anything of how they're going to take care of these chat hills. Because Sorry. they're literally hills. These aren't just mounds. Like, these are giant. When you look at a pitch, picture of pitcher, <laughs> yes. say that real fast. A pitcher, a pitcher. A pitcher, a pitcher. Uh-huh. It's like little mountains in the background. Hmm. So I wonder, I mean, surely there's a way to get rid of them or bury them or cover them or something. That much. I don't know. know How do you get rid of 30 million cubic yards of something? I have no idea because I can't conceptually, I like picture how much that is. That's a lot. (laughs) I'm just going to say it's a lot. I can't picture how much that is in my brain. Yeah. But. But yeah, but they're still there today. People like you have gotten that curiosity. Like, I want to see. I want to see what this is all about. I would definitely take take a a, mask. A mask and some gloves. Don't go on a hot, windy day. No. Um, But yeah, there's signs up that say, um, do not enter. Like, government property, do not enter. Yada, yada, yada. So... But people do. They go down there, and there's lots of storefronts that just people just abandoned all their things Ugh. to get out. Yeah, Jesus, yeah. that's crazy. So, so that's kind of the story of Pitcher, and it's it's weird, spooky, spooky. 
<laughs> Spooky and gross. So gross. Ooh. Anyways. Yeah. That's that was a good one, Shy. Thanks. Thanks, Shan. It was it's pretty fascinating. I'm grossed out now. It just it just goes to show how more environmentally aware I'd like to think we are now than anyone a hundred years ago, right? You'd like to think, but I I know I get it. <laughs> but like people seriously didn't know or didn't care that it was going to kill people in their ta- I don't know. I'm like you can't nowadays that would just be so unheard of. Well, if you think about it, it took him until 76 to outlaw lead paint. So and we were That's using true. lead paint for it's I true. mean, hundred plus years. True. So, yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's just like, yeah, let your kids go play on those chat hills. It won't hurt them. Ugh. So, yeah. Mm. Bone growths in your ears? No, thank you. I mean, at that point, when my child starts getting growths, I'd be like, "There's something wrong here." The uh, excuse me, the moment my hair turns red, I'm like, "No, mm-hmm. no, thank you." Yeah. Yeah. So. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That was a good one, Shay. Thanks, Shan. Good job. Thanks. If you've enjoyed this episode or you're just really optimistic that we'll only get better from here, like, subscribe, follow You're Doing Fine Oklahoma on your favorite podcast app. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at You're Doing Fine OK Pod. That's you are underscore doing underscore fine underscore okay underscore pod.